Hello there, cat people. Dan the Catman here, and welcome to a holiday message from the Shelter Cats podcast. The show that is a labor of feline love. And I wanted to kind of take a break from all the interviews and everything going on with my little season two and just record a little holiday message just from me to you because this episode will be out, uh, I think, on December 17th. So, you know, a week before Christmas, everybody will be the usual holiday stuff, shopping, getting stuff ready, plans. I'll be taking a lot of time off work. So there'll be, you know, a lot of the usual hustle and bustle of, of holidays. Uh, so I wanted to record a little, a little thing um, just to, you know, share my holiday joy with all of you. And the holidays are by far my favorite time of year. I love Christmas. I love everything about the holidays. I have been a sucker for the holiday season my entire life. And I grew up Jewish. So we had Hanukkah. And, uh, you know, although I converted to Christianity when I was 40, I'm not a religious person. Even growing up Jewish, I was a I was so enthralled with Christmas, all the decorations and the trees, and I loved the music, and I just loved the kind of the feeling that it, that it gave you. And again, no no disrespect to my Jewish my, my Jewish heritage, but Hanukkah just doesn't do the same thing. And my non-Jewish friends would say, "Hey, you get eight gifts over eight nights." No, no, I got one gift. I had a friend growing up that would get eight little gifts, and I got one gift. Usually uh, a, a combined Hanukkah and Christmas gift because, fun fact, Christmas Day happens to be my birthday. I will be turning 50 on Christmas Day. So maybe not because it's my birthday. Just the, the whole spirit of the holiday season just makes me so happy and makes me just filled with joy. And I play the music and I decorate very early. In fact, I'm recording this on Sunday, November 5th. And by next weekend or the weekend after, I'll be putting up the tree and I'll be putting up the decorations and I'll have what is, in my opinion, the best holiday album of all time, the uh, Peanuts Christmas album. Uh, what's the guy's name? Vince Giraldi? Vince Girardi? Absolute, by far, best holiday music album of all time. Worst holiday song of all time? I'm sure you guys know which one I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> you, know her, you know who she is. I'm not going to mention her by name, but you know that song. Every time you're in a store buying something, that store, that song is playing over and over again. And it's the worst, most annoying song because it's like a little worm that goes in your brain and it's in there for days. And la la la, you're singing it and you can't get it out of your head. But that diva aside, Christmas, the holidays, the holiday season, everything about it, no matter what you celebrate, is my favorite time of year. It makes me so happy. The weather is cooler, I hate summer, and it's just something that fills me with joy. And I get to share that joy with you, as this is my first holiday season, hosting the Shelter Cats podcast, my labor of feline love. So I wanted to just share my my joy and express my gratitude with a couple of tips that you probably know, or maybe you don't know. So, holiday means family, it means spending time with loved ones, it means a lot of presents, it means a lot of gifts and trees and decorations. So, 
if you have a if you have a cat and a dog, but this is about cats. So if you have a cat or cats in your home, number one, cats like to climb things. So keep your tree if you can. Keep your tree somewhere that is out of reach of your cat, or put it on a base and weigh the base down so if so it can't knock over easily because a tree that can fall and can hurt a cat. So when you're decorating your house, when you're putting up your holiday decorations, whatever holiday you, you celebrate, keep your cat's safety in mind and try to put it in a place that either they can't get to or secure it in a way so that they can't knock it over easily and they can't hurt themselves. And just keep in mind the holidays being a hectic time that's a lot of change and change can stress out cats so if you have a lot of gifts coming and going and if you're wrapping gifts and if there's a lot of chaos and commotion and there's more people coming over just keep in mind your cat may get a little spooked because cats don't handle change very well some can my Sophie I have people coming and going they don't Sophie doesn't care my Tucker my big tabby, he doesn't care. But my other cats will hide under the bed. Because the, the chaos and the new people and all the noises can, can, spook your, can spook your cat. So just keep that in mind. Make sure you shower them with extra love. Make sure you let them know that nothing, nothing will change. Just let them know that there's going to be people... I always say communicate with your cats. Whether they understand you or not, they pick up the vibe of what you're saying. They pick up the emotion. So make sure they know that they're loved and it's the holiday season. So just keep that in mind. Just keep them safe when you decorate, when you wrap gifts. Just keep their safety in mind because if they get into the wrapping paper, that could cause a problem. If they get into the scissor and the tape or anything to do with wrapping the presents or the decorations or the, you know, the things you hang on the tree, the ornaments, the hooks. Just, you know, when you do all those things for the holidays, just keep them in mind. Make sure that you're either supervising them while you're doing these things, or maybe, you know, when they're asleep in another room, get the stuff done. Just, just keep their safety in mind. I'm sure you know this, but, you know, this is my Shelter Cats podcast. I wanted to just express that. If you are a plant person, poinsettias are poisonous to cats. Do not have them in your home if you have cats. Most of the the holiday-related plants, the hollies, the mistletoes, those are all harmful and poisonous to cats. Do not keep a real poinsettia in your house. Get a fake one. My tree is a fake tree. It's a big fake tree. And, And I put it in the corner of the living room where... I have it weighed down. I have the base weighed down, so it can't fall. They could sleep under it, but they can't climb it, and they can't eat it because it's fake. So poinsettias, all those holiday-related plants, keep them outside or get fake ones because if they were to ingest or do anything where they eat it or it gets in their system, it could cause a serious health problem. So please keep that in mind. And also when you have friends over, when you have family over, make sure they know that you're com- they're coming to your home and that you have cats and that, you know, make sure the cats are kept safe. Make sure the doors are closed. Just make sure everybody that comes and goes. I know 
the holidays are busy and there's a lot of stuff going on and it's always hectic. When I was in a relationship, it was way more hectic because there were presents and people coming and cooking and, you know, all the hustle and bustle with the holidays. Just make sure everybody that comes, make sure they know you have cats. Their safety is important. So don't leave the doors open. If they're, if you're unwrapping gifts on Christmas morning, just make sure everybody knows, you know, keep everything out of the reach of your cats just to be safe because... At the end of the day, when the presents are open and you're having your Christmas dinner or Christmas Eve dinner or both, it should be a, a, a warm, amazing, happy time where you just celebrate the holiday season surrounded by the people you want to surround yourself by. And that should include your cats. So just just some tips. You know, the, 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 the TLDR is just make sure you're aware of your cat's safety while you're going about your holiday season. And some less less Debbie Downer type stuff, get your cat a holiday present. Get them a toy. Every major pet store out there has even holiday-themed cat toys that look like Christmas and Hanukkah <laughs> and stuff like that. Get them presents. Wrap them. Wrap the presents. Put the presents by the tree. And then Christmas morning... Open the presents and give them to your cat so that your cat... Some of you just rolled your eyes at me and then went, are you kidding me? But it's, it's, it's share the joy of your holiday, of the holidays. Whatever holiday you celebrate, share that with your cat. Wrap, I do that. I wrap gifts for them and then I open them. I have a stocking with each of their initials on it. Because your cats are your family. I live alone, so they are my entire family. They're the only roommates I will ever have for the rest of my life. So naturally, share that with them. And you don't, you'd be surprised how they'll sit and wait. My cats will sit by the tree when I open gifts Christmas morning with my friends, and they'll get their presents, and they'll go off and play with their toys. Because, <laughs> you know, no cat toy is ever as good as when they first open it and they first play with it, and the, the catnip smell is the strongest, and it's the most interesting. You know, it, they don't have much of a shelf life after that. After a couple of days, it's like, oh yeah, I've seen that toy already. But the first day, when they get the toy for the first time, and they're playing with it, and you're like, yes, I chose the right toy. <laughs> do that for the holidays. Wrap them. I do that. And so that they should get to share, the, share it with you. They don't, I don't think they know holidays. Cats don't celebrate holidays. Every meal is a holiday for a cat. But they, I am a firm believer that they pick up on your emotions and your vibes. And to me, holiday, I know holidays could be difficult for other reasons. But for me, holidays are just a joyous time where you get to celebrate everything that happened that year. The good and the bad. And you could say, I'm here. It's the holiday season. It's just a joyous time that you could have the day off of work. Not everybody, but you're, you're with family, you're with friends, you're with the people that matter to you. Even if you're just spending that with your cats, that matters. So I say share the joy with, with your cats. So all that aside, if I've missed anything, if there are any tips you have about the holiday season, you know how to reach me. The website is tywerthecat.com. 
I'm on all social media. Facebook is Shelter Cats page. Instagram, TikTok, and Threads, Shelter Cats Podcast. Twitter, my personal is Dan Tract, and the Twitter for the pay, for the show is Shelter Cats POD. I have a Medium blog, sheltercats.medium.com, and I have a YouTube, also Shelter Cats, where I do audio with a little video for each episode. And I'll have new episodes through the spring. So if you have other holiday tips that I may have missed, please don't be shy. I love hearing from people. And if you have a great story, if you do something related to helping cats, if you're a trapper, if you foster, if you feed colonies, if you own an amazing cat, I want to hear from you. So that's how you can reach me. Definitely reach out because I'd love to hear from you. And with that out of the way, I don't have a sponsor, so there's my little commercial. I wanted to take this time, this holiday season, to thank each and every one of you for sharing this journey with me. When I I started the show in the spring, I think, March maybe, I started this with absolutely no expectations. I thought I'd do a couple of episodes. I'd read old blogs, which I edited into little scripts, and I thought that would be it. I'd have a few episodes. I'd get the story out of Tyler and my cats, and maybe five people would listen. (laughs) That's all I thought. I had no expectations. And my expectations were completely blown out of the water. I have heard from countless countless people, thousands of listeners. The stats for the show never cease to amaze me, particularly on on the major platforms. Um, I've interviewed people from all walks of life, all over the world. I've had conversations with others. It spawned a second podcast, which I'm, I'm now working on which might be out by the time you listen to this, called The Hermit Chronicles. It's just a great... I love podcasting. It's just a great way to have a little show where you get to do what you want and have a purpose and share a message. And in my case, the message is that an everyday cat in a shelter or a foster or a rescue can do extraordinary things. And in my case amazing things like actually saved my life like Tucker did. So I'm very grateful for all of you for listening for just everything for your support, for your just encouragement your guesting on my show, you're allowing me to interview you with whatever interview style. I'm told it's it's evolved and gotten better the more of these I do so I'm going to take your word for it and most of all I'm just grateful that I'm here. You know, it was, it was um, as it was a trying year. There was good and there was bad. Um, obviously, I took in Taylor, my amazing foster fail. As I'm recording this now, I have a foster um, named Rosie, Mama Rose, but I call her Rosie the Riveter. As I'm recording this on November fifth, she is a foster. She is a little. Female tabby, she's no more than two years old. She was found in Lynbrook, which is in Nassau County, Long Island, towards the south shore of Long Island. She had given birth to her kittens. Her kittens found home. And now she needs to be kind of socialized because she's very, very shy and very skittish. She's a cute little tabby with spots instead of stripes. 
I tend to collect gray tabbies, most of, except for Sophie and Vance. Vance is orange and Sophie is calico. The rest of my cats are gray tabbies. So, um, she's another gray tabby. I actually posted a picture on my social media and somebody commented, you seem to have a type with cats. And I guess that's the case. The gray tabbies tend to find their way here. So, as I'm recording this on November 5th, she is under the bed. <laughs> Hates me. <laughs> Scared shitless of me. <laughs> loves food, loves to play. Taylor loves her. My cats have, accept, have accepted her. But she's very shy. She's very skittish, so she's going to need some time. So, I have a feeling by the time you listen to this close to Christmas, she'll probably still be here. She's just starting to explore and come out and... She'll eat in front of me, and she's starting to figure out that I'm not exactly a threat. But as you know, some cats need a lot of time to get over whatever their trauma is, whatever made them shy and standoffish and afraid of people. So, you know, I get to share the holidays with her, with my cats. I'm grateful that I was able to save Taylor from death row. He is just an amazing cat. He's going to be 14 in January, and he's just, again, as I'm recording this, he's just happy, playful, healthy. He's a 13-year-old kitten. And my other cat, Sophie, is Sophie is just a solid, solid boss cat. I couldn't imagine life without her. My Mona is, a, is amazing. Vance, my orange boy, the sweetest orange boy ever. No offense to your orange cats. And my Tucker, my my 17-pound gray tabby rock of Gibraltar, rock of Gibraltar, that's hard to say. Just, I, I just have amazing cats and feline harmony, and I wish that for you, too. And, you know, there's been some, some not-so-good things this year. Um, I haven't spoken about this much yet, but my father passed away, again, a week ago, as I'm recording this. He and I were not very close so I hadn't seen him in 13 years and we'd spoken twice in the past 10 years so we really weren't very close and not many of my family reached out to me I only heard from one cousin who heard secondhand himself so I'm hearing third hand fourth hand that my father did pass away he had suddenly had some issues health issues with his kidneys and uh, passed away so you know, when you're, whether you're close with your parents or not close with your parents, it brings up all sorts of emotions. And, you know, it's still a grieving process. I was not close with them at all. We had a, a range of issues that I'm not going to really get into. But those issues led me to kind of write them out of my life. And it's still weird to say my father passed away, my father died, it's weird. Whether I was close with him or not, or cared for him or not, it's just weird. It brings up issues of my own mortality. He was 75, I'm, I'm about to turn 50. So it brings up issues of my mortality. It's just weird. It brings up issues of my childhood. I do have some, you know, obviously, a lot of good memories, fond memories of growing up an only child in Brooklyn, you know, going to diners, doing stuff in Brooklyn, getting bagels, going to the park, 
going to the mall when malls were big, being picked up from school, picking him up from the subway station when he came back from work, or, you know, I got my, my very first job was working at the company he worked for. He got me my first job doing, you know, admin work at his company in Park Avenue of Manhattan, so... It just brings up a, a range of emotions and memories. It's weird that this will be the first holiday season with him passed away. So, you know, with, with, with every good thing, there's bad things. But you have to appreciate where you are in life. You have to take stock of all the good. And that's what the holidays mean to me. It's not just... The presents and the tree and the decorations. And I love that stuff. Don't get me wrong. But it's also the... You, you take stock of what you, what you have. You take stock of where you are in life. And you kind of pause from the hustle and bustle of life and say, Hey, not half bad. <laughs> I have a roof over my head. My rent gets paid. I get to have this amazing little podcast that... At least a few of you like, and I have amazing cats that may bring me joy. And as I say all the time, there is no joy, there is no love like unconditional feline love. I've pretty much retired from love and dating. <laughs> I had a date or two in 2023, but to be perfectly honest, my heart wasn't in it. And I'm happier being a single bachelor. Where I could walk around my office, which is also my recording studio, recording podcasts, and just doing my own thing as a bachelor. I was, I was booked most of my young adult life <laughs> in relationships, basically from age 19 to 47, 48. I'm going to take the next 10 years off, maybe. <laughs> my 50s, I will be that bachelor in his 50s, so... He seems happy. How come he never got married? How old is he now? He's, he's in his 50s, isn't he? And that's my goal. Um, but no love on this earth with any significant other can match the love of unconditional feline love. Because no matter what you're doing, no matter where you are, no matter how much money you have or don't have, no matter what happened that day, your cat will always love you. Your cat will never judge you unless you don't feed them on time. And your cat will be there for you. And your cat will make you know that they love you and they appreciate you. And that they're so happy you took them home. So with that, I wish you a wonderful, joyous holiday season. Please celebrate it with your cats. Celebrate it with your loved ones. Love each other. Care for one another. We need more of that in this world. Thank you so much for indulging me, for joining me on this journey. I'm having the time of my life with my little podcast. And happy holidays, and I'll see you next week in the next episode. Hello again, cat people. Dan the Catman here. It is now Saturday morning, December 16th. And I thought I'd add a little extra little bit here because so much has changed since I recorded the first part of, I sound like Groucho Marx, the party of the first part, the first part of 
my holiday message. So I have more holiday joy to share. So I thought I'd add another section. And I may add another section on top of this. So you get bonus content for your holiday message from the Shelter Cats podcast. So, since I recorded the first part uh, seemingly on November 5th, one big thing has changed. And that is, I added yet another feline member to my little household. And that is Penelope. Now, Penelope will be the subject of a future episode all her own, uh, because in the new year I'm planning what I'm calling feline spotlight episodes, where it'll just be me talking about um, my special cats, past and present. So Penelope will get her own feline spotlight episode, but I'll give you the, the TLDR, I love saying TLDR, too late, too, too long, didn't read, I think that's what that stands for, TLDR. So Penelope showed up at my door around May of 2020, so heart height of the pandemic and uh, all working from home. I was in a relationship at the time and uh, we were all on each other's nerves <laughs> from being home a lot. And um, I had already had a colony of strays that showed up at my door and, you know, with, with colony cats, uh, they don't stay long through fortunate or unfortunate circumstances. They move on or other things that I don't want to even think about. And um, all of a sudden, when I go to look to see if anybody's at the door waiting for food, there was this little tabby cat. So she's a great, great tabby. and She's got that white kind of like fire symbol marking on her face where it's like that kind of like looks like a flame white breaking up the tabby tabby coloring she's two different color eyes one's kind of green and one's very gold and you see that really in the sunlight and she had a tipped ear so I knew she had been fixed at some point and um, you know she had white chest and white belly and she had white feet and um, very much looked like a female version of my dearly departed Jackson so all of a sudden, there she was, screaming her head off, hungry as hell, very sweet, rubbing the door. So, of course, I fed her and made her um, made her a little house out of a plastic container, made it as waterproof as I could, cut a hole in it, and um, she kind of hung around. And twice a day, there she was, scratching at the door, meowing, rubbing, waiting for food. She would let me pet her, she'd rub my leg, she'd sit with me. So when weather allowed and time allowed, I would sit with her, I'd stand with her, and she'd eat her meal, and she was so happy. Sometimes she'd ask for seconds, sometimes she'd ask for thirds. Very hungry, uh, very sweet. And then, you know, she'd hang around for a bit. She'd sleep in her little house, and then she'd go gallivant. There's plenty of parks, and there's a bird sanctuary not too far from where I live in, uh, on Long Island, so one would assume she goes and hangs out and tries to chase birds or whatever. And that kind of went on for three and a half years, and then just about three weeks ago, she showed up and she had um, something lodged in her mouth. It turned out to be a chicken bone. 
I discussed this in a previous episode, but uh, one thing led to another. My friend and previous podcast guest, John DeBacker, helped me trap her, took her to the town shelter, uh, and for once they did the right thing, they treated her, they treated, they sedated her, they took out the bone, they gave her antibiotics, she had some fleas, they clipped her claws, and then a couple days after that, the town shelter called me, oh, you, you know, you can come pick up your cat. I, no, actually, I called them. No, no, I was right. They called me. They called me Tuesday morning. And they said, oh, you can come pick up your cat. Okay. So I picked her up, and that was just about three, four weeks ago. And ever since then, Penelope is in my home. And I cannot tell you how absolutely happy and filled with joy and happiness that makes me. Because she was always a very sweet and special and kind cat. She had a home at one point. Somebody kicked her out or dumped her. She's too sweet of a cat to be out on the streets. And every time I'd, you know, I'd, I'd confine my guys and try to lure her in, she just wouldn't have it. I don't know what it was. She didn't want to come in. But she was very sweet. So if I could see that chicken bone, I would thank it because now she's here and her, after three and a half years and who knows how long before that, she's here, she's home. She's, you know, mostly sticking to the bedroom for now, but she knows when, when meal time is because I keep to a regular schedule and she mostly sleeps under the bed because she's still kind of getting used to things. So, uh, you know, when I sit with her, when I call to her, she'll sit with me. She'll put her head on my lap. and She flips on her back, and she's happy to be here, and she's safe, and she's loved. You know, she explores a little bit, but, you know, at her own pace. She'll get used to it, but she sticks to the bedroom. She has her own bed under there where she feels safe. And most importantly, her life on the streets is over. Now, on the 25th, I'm going to be turning 50. And I can't think of a better 50th birthday present to myself than the fact that I was finally able to get her off the streets. Because I've had the privilege of doing that now three times. And when you find a cat, when you give any cat a home, it's amazing. You know, when you take home a shelter cat and give them a home and you see how they just realize, I get to stay here? This is for me? Really? It's just, it warms your heart more than anything in the world. But when you take a cat off the streets and give them a home, that feeling is a bazillion times stronger because I saw it with Vance, who was in a colony and he was bullied. And he, to this day, every time I give him his food, he rubs my legs and he thanks me. And he is the most cuddliest, kindest cat. All my cats love him. He's even taken to Penelope. He, he reached out to Taylor when Taylor first got here and he's done the same with Penelope. He eats with her. He keeps her company. As amazing as every cat is, and as, as amazing as every shelter cat is and how they all deserve homes, there's just something about when you find a, a special cat that unfortunately is homeless and you give them a home and you see 
you see how they relax and you see how the tension goes away and you see how they they just they just realize I'm safe now I don't have to worry nothing bad's going to happen to me I found somebody that loved me and gave me a home it's just an amazing feeling and seeing her here I still when I go to my door there's still a part of me that expects to see her little face you know meowing and rubbing the door but now when I go in the bedroom and I see her come out and she'll meow at me and she'll sit with me and she'll rub and rub and rub and purr like a freight train it just is an amazing I can't think of a better way to ring in the holidays than knowing she's finally safe so I had to add that little that little clip and um, just an amazing, amazing thing. So thank you so much. You, the fact that you've all listened and supported my little podcast and made it grow as much as it has warms my heart and makes me feel very special. Thank you all so much. And um, I'm even proud to announce that I'm not going to be hosting this alone anymore. Uh, Michelle Nielsen, who is the author of The Farty Feline, and who was just on episode 31 a couple weeks ago, she has agreed to join the show as my co-host. So hopefully we will be having her. I have a few episodes coming up that I've recorded on my own, but I have a lot coming up, including all the feline spotlight episodes. I have just booked a major character actor will be uh, recording with us soon. All I'm going to say is Candyman, and I think you can figure out the rest. Uh, I've been talking with him for a while, and he's agreed to join the show. We just have to work out uh, dates for his interview. So, floored, floored about that. And um, we have more more guests, more rescues, uh, a cat cafe owner. Uh, I've been dying to interview anybody that owns a cat cafe because I'm very, very curious about that. So we'll be interviewing uh, him soon as well. And um, Michelle has some, has some guests in mind too. So Michelle Nielsen will be my co-host. So you'll hear some episodes with me that I've already taken care of and a bunch with her. And then moving forward, it'll be Dan and Michelle co-hosting the Shelter Cats podcast. I just think that the chemistry between us was so good and I laughed so hard at, at the whole farting, farty feline thing that uh, I always thought having another person would, would be a good idea to kind of bounce off of. And so it's not just me rambling. It's just more of a conversation. Even when we don't have guests, uh, I think it'd be a good idea to just have, just have somebody to kind of have a conversation with. I think it'd make for, for an even better show. So thank you so much. You've made this an amazing 2023. Um, There will be no new episodes the next two weekends. So that my feline staff can spend the holidays with me and not worry about (laughs) posting episodes and doing all that's involved in keeping the show going. So this will be the last episode of the year. There'll be no more episodes in 2023. And we'll see you the first weekend of 2024 jesus christ that's crazy 2024 already i remember when it was like just first 2000 and we were worried about y2k now that was almost 25 years ago damn
time flies. So, happy, happy holidays. A safe new year. Spend it with loved ones. Spend it with your cats. Get them some presents. And I'll see you in 2024. editing <laughs> never ends so welcome to the show thank you so much i always you know as much as i love hearing my own voice and that sarcasm i i felt like it would be better if i had somebody to bounce off of and i felt like we had really good chemistry um in your your episode about the 43 line i laughed my ass off literally <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was, so this, I had such a great time recording that. It really was fun. I enjoyed every second of it, and um, I don't know. I'm excited. I was. I'm very honored that you asked me to join, and I'm excited. So this, I'm ta- I'm tacking this on to. Uh, this is we're recording this Saturday evening, December sixteenth, and um, I'm tacking this on to the holiday episode, which will be out uh, literally at midnight. So do you, uh, forgive me if I'm putting you on the spot, mm-hmm. do you have any, so now that now that it's your show too, do you have any holiday wishes you want to share or are you not a holiday person? Um, no, I'm a holiday person. I, um, this year, unfortunately, I didn't do really any decorating. I got, I got a wreath on my front door and that's the extent of my decorating. But normally there's a lot more than that. Um, but no, I just wish, you know, everybody a happy, healthy holiday, uh, Hanukkah, Christmas, um, Ramadan, Kwanzaa, whatever you're celebrating this time of year, just enjoy it. Have a lovely new year. And uh, Dan and I both have birthdays coming up in the next uh, week to week and a half. So we'll be celebrating those exciting things. (laughs) Yep. I'm going to be, I have, I have nine days left in my forties and I don't know how I feel about it. I think I'm okay. It's not like, it's not hitting me. 30 hit me the hardest. 40, I didn't care about. 50 i don't know um you know if if it's 30 i could i i knew i'd be living in a basement with seven cats and doing a podcast about cats <laughs> if, if i knew I, if i knew in 20, 20 years that would be my life uh you know i might feel differently but um it, it's not like it's not hitting me that hard but it might in the next week so well, if your if your year fifty is anything like mine was, because I'm coming up on fifty one, my year fifty flew by. Like I feel like I just turned fifty last week, and I cannot believe my birthday is coming up again. It's uh, it's been a, a an insanely fast year, and I don't I don't really understand. <laughs> but a, but a good year, I hope. You know what? A good year, definitely a good year. A lot of really positive things have happened this year. And uh, I'm I'm happy to say joining the podcast is one of those really cool things that I'm excited about. So we'll. Oh, yeah. you're just saying you're just no, saying that because no. we're on the no, show. No, I'm not. No, I'm actually really excited about it. It's uh, it's not really something that like I ever had thought about doing seriously. You know, I've joked around in the past. You know, you have conversations with people, and you're like, oh, we should do a podcast on that, and then it just you just don't do it, and you just never think about it. But then the real the when the the idea is real. It becomes like a pretty cool thing, like pretty, uh, you know. I, I'm I'm interested to see how this how this all goes and what we do and how it all works and uh, and that's that. Yeah, well, we 
we have exciting episodes coming up. So, so just so everyone knows, a couple of them I recorded already. So there'll still be two or three with just me, but we have a whole slate planned of, of episodes. Uh, we have a very big, I can't, I can't officially announce it on here yet. Uh, we have uh, an actor. All I'm going to say is um, he was in a horror movie in the 90s involving bees. And <laughs> if you looked in a mirror and said his name five times, he'd come and kill you with a hook. <laughs> That's as far as I'll go. Uh, we, we are we are deep in negotiations, booking the time, but he's he's happened to be a cat person and he is he's interested and agreed to be on the show. I'm just hashing it out with his management. But we he'll be he'll be interviewed pretty soon. And we have just a bunch of, of just a bunch of great shows. It just it just adds a, a real dynamic having having you on and you could ask questions that I don't think of and maybe I'll ask questions you don't think of and and um, you know, we'll laugh, we'll cry, and, we'll, <laughs> and 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 just just help get the word out about cats. So, you know, this is kind of like our first debut yeah. as co-hosts. Yeah, and, and sure I'm, is. I'm very I'm very excited about it. Um, you know, I want to hear we'll hear more about Delilah and more about Legs. I'm still laughing at his name. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's my 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 uh my dumb ginger but he's he's sweet so you know (laughs) they're all they're all yeah they're all not the brightest lights on the tree see christmas christmas yeah there you go Uh, go. but 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 they make up for it by being really 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 sweet that is the truth so wait i'm going back you don't you 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 didn't even get a tree this year I, you know, I have, um, I, I don't get a real tree. It's just too much. I have a really nice uh, artificial one that I bought uh, about 10 years ago. So I put that one up. It, it goes up and it's three pieces. It goes up, bing, bam, boom. It's pre-lit. I just plug her in and she's ready to go. But I didn't That's... even put, I didn't even put that out this year. I, you know. <laughs> wow. I, I, yeah, I'm all, I'm all for the fake trees. I think fake trees. Yeah. Um, you know, my, they have a they have a real tree upstairs. It's nice, but I could picture my cats chewing on it, knocking it over. It's just not worth it to me. Just the, the upkeep, you have to keep watering it. You have to, it, it, you know, yeah. it, whatever. And then it dies. You have to put it out. You can have a fire. There's a whole, it's not worth it yeah. to me. I put up the artificial tree. I light a couple of the Yankee candles that smell like Christmas. And I'm off to the races. It's it's wonderful. It's, I, I you know. Because if it's the smell that you want, you just put a candle in it, and it smells because they smell exactly like pine trees. So <laughs> it's I did that for years. I used to love those candles. I love now them. I... It's my favorite candle ever. I would I would light them all year long if it was you know socially acceptable. <laughs> it's your house. You light that candle every fucking day if you want. It, it, it's June. Ralph shows up. It still smells like Christmas in here. That's impressive. <laughs> right. <laughs> Celebrating his birthday, and it's still like, why does it smell like Christmas in here? I don't know. <laughs> that's funny. Hey, that's I, I light it whenever the hell you. I think you should. Yep. I think you should. I don't. I used to do that all the time. I don't have candles anymore. I don't know why I stopped with the candles. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Well, you know, you get enough of them for Christmas presents, birthday presents, whatever sort of, you know, housewarming gifts. I probably had at one point a collection of, 
I don't know, maybe 15 of the candle, the, you know, either Yankee candle or the other like off brand kind of candle company things. I probably had 15 of them and then I never lit them. And I'm, I'm like, why do I have these things if I'm not using them? So I started using them. I have quite the collection of those little like, you know, those little, um, I think they're called tart warmers where it's like the little squares of things you put and it's got a votive candle and it melts and it makes aroma. So it's not really a candle itself, but it's like a wax square kind of thing that melts. Do you know That's what I'm talking cool. about? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I sure. probably have like a hundred of those. <laughs> so listen, you could tell you could tell people it's like it's like a it's an invisible tree, just light the candles. That's right. That's right. And and you could say, I see the tree. I don't know why you don't see the tree. I see it. It's right there. Isn't it pretty? It's in the corner. What do you mean there's no tree? And um, lose a lot of friends that way. Yeah, well. So be it. <laughs> but this is gonna be this is gonna be great. Um, I know I know you have one or two. You have a couple of potential guests in mind. So yeah, I do. I do. A few people that I know are are big time animal slash cat people, and I think they'll be uh, great guests. So yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Yeah. Any, any you know anybody that makes a difference in the lives of cats. I I have Penelope still under my bed still. She's still adjusting. Yeah, it takes time. You know, it, it'll take time. Yeah, but she's uh, she could she take all the time she wants. What matters is she's not on the streets, and that's my that's right. That's my that's my fiftieth gift to myself. Is that's right. That's right. Her her being safe. Yeah. So I'm I'm just this is awesome. I I, I love this. I love that I have someone to feed off of, um, and uh, not myself. Um, so this is going to be great. I'm awesome. I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled about this. Um, I know. Yeah. Have have a happy. I mean, we'll talk again, but um, have a happy holiday. Thank you so much, Dan. You too. And uh, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Thanks for taking. <laughs> thanks for taking the pressure off of me. Uh, <laughs> and thanks for putting the pressure on me. It's great. <laughs> People tell me all the people, people say, no pressure at all. But people say, oh, your voice is so relaxing. I don't hear it. You know, I, I, I told you, I was sat around listening to our podcast with a couple of friends and their first completely unsolicited reaction was, oh, I love his voice. <laughs> so I nasal Brooklyn Jewish accents. You know, be, it, 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 it translates. I don't know what, what to tell you. People like it. <laughs> oh, hey, all right. I don't, but whatever. If everyone's happy, <laughs> if everyone's happy, but I like your your voice is much better. So, oh well, thank you very much. It's it's very it's very commanding and it's very oh it's it's, it's great for the show. I think it's really good. Oh, commanding! I've never been told that before. I'm gonna I'm gonna take that one with me. I'm gonna keep that. Um, go. like, <laughs> com- commanding. I, I mean that in a good way. No, I, that's fine. I, that's that's going to live in my brain rent-free, I think, for the rest of my life now. How to lose a co-host in 12 minutes. <laughs> and then he said my voice was commanding and I was insulted. No, no. No, it's, it's very confident and commanding and assertive and, you know, I know whatever you say will be a gem. Oh, well. That's, that's what I meant. Okay, now, now the pressure's really on. <laughs> <laughs> nah. <laughs> Listen, the only the only episode you and I will really have to script is um, 
uh, Mr. Who I discussed earlier. I can't mention yes. his name yet. Yes. Mr. Mr. Actor. Uh, that I'll have to script because oh, I'm yeah. already getting. I'm already nervous about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think you'll be fine. It'll either make or break us. This is the worst interview I've ever been on. I don't think oh. so. I don't. I think you'll be fine. I think you've been doing enough of these. I think you got it now. I think you'll be fine. Well, one one episode I did record is um, this uh, act, character actor who lives in California. His name is Van Epperson. He um, grew up in Georgia with the B fifty twos, the band. Oh, okay. And um, he's been in a lot. He was in Will and Grace. He was one of the secretaries in Murphy Brown. And he also grew up with cats. He had uh, a lot of cats that kind of helped him in his career when his career was on the skids and. You know, he the, the, the actor strike hurt him, so that's kind of how I'm hoping it'll go with Mister. I uh, can't mention his name yet. <laughs> he who shall not be named. <laughs> he who shall not be named. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, unless you disagree, kind of like his career, but how? But his career through the eyes of his cats. Okay. But we'll see. Okay. But. Uh, on that happy note, happy holidays. We'll we'll be recording very soon, and um, it's going to be awesome. I'm so excited. All right, great, Dan. Thank you. Me too. We'll talk soon. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. All right. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.